Hey, it's Cody Woodard, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this message encourages you and helps you see that God wants to do something new in and through your life. Enjoy the message. Anybody ready for the Word of God today? Come on, I came to preach. Mark chapter 14, Mark 14. I'm going to read nine verses. Mark 14, verse 1. Here's what it says. Now, the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. I like that idea that they were scheming to arrest Jesus and kill him because Jesus was scheming to raise from the dead. (laughs) But not during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. So while he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, what a bad nickname. Like, what if we called you by your issue? Just dumb Debbie, that would not be cool. Stupid Sam, You you don't want that name. It's interesting, though, because they're meeting in the home of a leper, which means he didn't have leprosy anymore. It meant that Jesus at some point probably healed him. And so maybe, just maybe, out of gratitude for what God had done for him, he decided to host a dinner in response to what Jesus had done. Now, what's interesting, though, is that he's still known as Simon the leper. How many of you know people will still try to define you by who you used to be? So he says, Simon the leper is where they're at, and a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? Turn to your neighbor and say, that's extra. Come on, tell all the extra people, that's extra. That's extra. Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Touch your neighbor, say, leave me alone. Don't worry about what I'm giving. It ain't for you. I don't worship God for you. Amen. So leave me alone. Don't worry about my worship. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you'll always have, and you can help them anytime you want, but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You will not always have me. So she did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, in Gallatin, Tennessee, 2,000 years later, what this woman has done will be told in memory of her. Amen. Amen? I want to read verse four, that question they ask as they look indignantly to one another. Why this waste of perfume? Why? I want to preach from this thought beyond our understanding. I think a lot of times people make decisions and do things that we would call extra. And I believe today God's gonna take you beyond your understanding. Will you pray for me? Long prayer. Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for your word in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sit sit down and say hi to somebody next to you one more time. Give them a hug, a high five, a handshake. Man, I have a question um, I wanted to ask. Raise your hand if you've ever made a sacrifice for something. Raise your hand. You ever sacrificed something? Yeah, we all have, right? Like every single day, many of you are making sacrifices. You, you sacrifice for who you love. You, you sacrifice for your family. You sacrifice your time. You, you sacrifice your money. You sacrifice your comfort. You sacrifice your preference of what you would wanna do on a Saturday when your kids, all of them got different sports and things that are going on. You sacrifice yourself. Many of you, Uh, sacrifice every week in your job. You protect this city. Make sure we're safe. Many of you, some of you at least, have sacrificed for this country so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we have today. But we've all made sacrifices, right? 
What is a sacrifice? Well, a sacrifice, write this down, is giving up something you love for something you love more. We've all made them. You sacrifice for your kids. You sacrifice for for a lot of different things. And here's what I found about sacrifices. When you make a sacrifice, everybody else don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to them why you do a lot of the things that you do. When they look at what you do, they think, girl, you extra. It don't take all that. Parents, you're extra. It don't take all that. They don't understand. And so many times we make these sacrifices that are so beyond everybody else's understanding. But the good news is, is that I didn't make the sacrifice for you. And see, in this story, the disciples are looking at this woman. Here they are in Simon's house. Used to be a leper, now been healed. Woman's cooking dinner for them. You could just imagine sitting in that room, right? Like you're sitting there and you can just smell some good Southern fried chicken. Come on, somebody. And some turnip greens and some mashed potatoes. And that's at least what I think Jesus would make if he was here today, right? And so they're there and you're, you're getting ready and you just, you, you can smell it, right? You can smell that apple pie bacon and you're ready for the food to come out. But all of a sudden, you smell not an apple pie, but you smell some perfume. And you look over And here this woman is breaking a jar of perfume and pouring it on Jesus's head. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was sitting there getting ready to eat dinner and I saw this, I would too wonder why in the world is that woman doing that? She's crazy. She's extra. Touch your neighbor. Say you're extra. Like it don't take all that. I mean, did Jesus think that bad? You got to pour the whole jar on him. Like it don't, how many of you know, it only takes two sprays. Some of you need to understand that. It don't, I'm going to help somebody today. It only takes a couple. Okay. You don't need the whole jar, but here this woman is, she's pouring the whole jar. Like why in the world is she doing that? They're like, Hey, that is wasteful. Like we could give that money that you, you could sell that perfume. We could give it to the poor. Why in the world are you over here pouring out the whole thing on Jesus? because she understood something they didn't understand. And I think there's a lot of things that we do sacrificially and generously that a lot of people don't get. So like, listen, if you're, if you're new to church and you may walk in today, one of the questions you may ask, right, is like, why in the world would anybody get up and come to a church service on Sunday? You know they're gonna post it later on YouTube. Why not just stay at home? You can just listen to it tomorrow on the podcast. So many people, they look at you this morning and they think you're extra. Like, it don't take all that. You ain't got to go to church to be saved. Why, why, why are you giving up like a day you could be sitting at home, mourning the loss of the Tennessee Vols and hoping for a win for the Tennessee Titans, right? Like, come on, why would you, why would you go to church? But see, what they don't realize is that when you get in the house of God and two or three more are gathered, the presence of God is there. And I ain't here to sing some karaoke. I'm here to worship God because of what he did for me. But see, that don't make sense to people. Doesn't make sense. It's not, it's beyond so many people's understanding. It doesn't make sense why when they come in, some of you today, you saw people raising their hand and clapping. And some of you just looking down at me, I'm acting like a crazy fool over here about to rip my shirt off because I'm so excited about what God is doing. You're like, hey, it don't take all that. Come on, do you really, you really just got to lift your hands the whole time? Like, does it really take a haze machine to have church? That seems a little extra to me. Does it really take lights? 
like such big lights that go in Bridgestone Auditorium in a church that says 160. It's a little extra. <laughs> don't take all that. But see, when God has been good to you and he saved you and he set you free and you see how he's worked in your life and you may not be who you wanna be, but you ain't who you used to be, it makes a lot of sense to me why I lift my hands and why I clap. It don't gotta make sense to you. So yeah, it might be a little extra, but I'm extra. I'm good with that. You know what really don't make sense? Why some people, a lot of you in the room, you got up this morning, you've been here for two or three hours because you've been serving. That don't make sense. <laughs> like why would somebody stand out and hold the sign at the road to cars passing by that ain't even coming in? That don't make no sense. Why would people hold your baby when half the people don't even like holding their own baby? <laughs> I mean, that don't make sense. It's beyond our understanding until you start to realize that when you serve other people, God does something in your own spirit. And, and when you decide, I'm going to bless some other people, and you realize life ain't about me, what a lot of people call a sacrifice, you start to call a privilege. You know, what really don't make sense is this woman who pours out a, a whole jar of perfume that was worth a year's wages. <laughs> Who's going to give their annual salary this year? Come on, somebody. <laughs> now, that don't make sense. Don't take all that. That's, that's extra. Or maybe it's just enough. Maybe she understood something that they didn't understand. Maybe she had an understanding of who Jesus was that uh, even though the disciples have followed him and saw miracle after miracle after miracle, Maybe they just didn't quite get what this woman got. And see, context always gives clarity. You got to have context. Because see, in order to somebody understand somebody's sacrifice, you probably need to get to know their story. See, I believe if, if we actually understood the context of why people did what they did, we'd probably be a little bit more compassionate. So you don't have no compassion without any context. Like, can you imagine what the world would look like if we actually understood why people did what they did and why they voted the way they did and why they, they think the way they do and why they raise their kids the way they do? See, a lot of times you don't have compassion because you ain't got to know their context. And so here this woman is and they're going, yo, this is beyond our understanding. Like, I don't get what you're doing. This is wasteful. And so many people will think what you do is wasteful too because they don't, they don't know what God's done for you. But when you get to know what God had, has done for somebody, maybe their sacrifice starts to make a little more sense. I wish I knew who this woman was. I think if we could know her story, maybe we could understand her sacrifice. Maybe it would make a little bit more sense. Maybe we could understand a little bit if we actually know who this woman was. Oh, yeah, 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 we do. See, Mark don't tell us. But this was recorded in the other gospels, the other accounts, the other eyewitness testimonies of Jesus. And see, it ain't in Mark's gospel who this woman is, but it is in John. And so let's look at the context of who this woman is. And maybe just maybe we can actually understand why she did what she did. John chapter 12, who is this woman? Here's what it says, verse one. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived. How many of you remember Lazarus? If you remember Lazarus, Lazarus just a chapter earlier in John chapter 11, weeks earlier, Lazarus was dead. Lazarus was in a tomb for four days, stinking. 
Lazarus was the one who had these two sisters. And when Jesus didn't come to actually heal him, they were mad at Jesus, angry at Jesus. In fact, they asked him the question like, yo, why didn't you come to heal the one that you loved? You said you love him, Jesus. You say you love us. You were just a couple miles away and you couldn't come and you couldn't help your friend so he wouldn't die. And Jesus said, I'm glad I wasn't there. I don't understand that. See, these women, they're weeping. They're hurting because Jesus didn't come and heal their brother when he could have. You ever had one of those moments where God didn't do what you think he should do? He didn't meet your expectation. But see, here's what Jesus was doing. He didn't come to heal Lazarus. He came to resurrect Lazarus. He didn't come to meet their expectations. He came to exceed them beyond their understanding. So when Jesus got there, he said, listen, I know you thought that I was just the healer, but I came to tell you that I'm the resurrection and the life and whoever believes in me will not die, but live forever. Come on, if you're thankful for that truth, right there, clap your hands. He says, I'm the resurrection. You thought it was just this, but you don't know what I'm able to do because I'm able to do far more abundantly beyond what you can ask or think. So maybe for some of you, you're, you're, you're annoyed or you're angry at Jesus because he ain't meeting your expectation. But what if he's not meeting it because he wants to ex exceed it? What if he wants to just show you something more? And so that Lazarus, here he is, alive, lean back. Somebody say, lean back. Come on, like Fat Joe, say, lean back. He's leaned back at the table with Jesus, and it says he was there. He raised him from the dead, and Martha was there. See, they had prepared this meal. And so Martha is serving, as Martha always served. That was Lazarus' sister. So Martha saw Jesus roll away the stone and raise her brother from the dead. Here she is. They're having a dinner. Now her brother's alive and well, just lean back with Jesus at the table. And Martha's serving, but she wasn't the only one who saw that miracle. She had a sister. And so scripture then says, then Mary. Somebody say Mary. That's who it is. See, now I get the context. It says, then Mary broke the jar and poured a very expensive perfume and the whole fragrance filled the room. See, now I get it. Now it makes sense why I understand how Mary could do something like that. Because just moments later, Mary was the one who saw her brother dead, who was weeping with Jesus as Jesus weeps with her, thinking that he didn't do what he could do. But he said, Mary, I didn't come to heal Lazarus. I came to raise him from the dead. That's who I am. That's why I came. So maybe Mary's sacrifice makes sense now because now she sees he's not just a healer. He's a resurrection. He doesn't just meet my expectation. He exceeds my expectation. He does more than I can ask or think. That's why I do it. So what you call waste, I call worship. Come on. Now it makes sense. Now we can understand why Mary would break a jar and pour it over Jesus because she knew exactly now what Jesus was coming to do. And see, what she understood, what we have to understand is that giving is not a waste. Giving is worship. We don't give to God to get from God. We give to God because God gave to us. 
I give out of the goodness that I've experienced. See, maybe if we understood each other's story, maybe it would make a little bit more sense why I'm lifting my hands. Maybe it would make a little bit more sense why I serve. Maybe it would make a little bit more sense why I give. Because you can think it's extra all you want, but what is extra for you is just enough for me because I'm thankful for what God has done in my life. This is worship to me, not waste. And maybe that's why God brought you here because you've been operating in your own understanding. And and especially around this topic of giving, by the way, that Jesus talks about more than any other parable. Because he's wanting you to see that we give out of a response, not out of an obligation to the goodness of God in your life. Come on, if God has been good to you, if, if he took you from dead to alive, if he, if he raised you up, if he put your feet on a firm foundation, if he provided for you time and time and time again, wouldn't you give to him? You know how you know God loves you? Because he gave. Can you imagine if God would have just said, hey, I love you, but he never showed it? Imagine, he's like, hey, I love you. Well, God, I don't really feel loved right now. Just trust me, I love you. No, the reason you know God loves you is because he gave. Can I say something that's gonna kind of go beyond our understanding a little bit? God says, I know that you love me when you obey me. Giving is a response of what God first gave to you. And if you know that God has given you more than enough, you're not worried about giving back to him because you realize He don't need it anyway. But it's an honor and a privilege to give back to God. Amen. So this is exactly what happened. She breaks open this jar of perfume and she begins to worship Jesus. And it says that some of them were were there and they had a problem with her sacrifice. (laughs) They were judging her worship. They rebuked her like, hey, why are you wasting that? could have used it for something else. Here's what's interesting. Just like Mark didn't talk about who the woman was, he also didn't include who the person was that asked that question, but John does. Watch this, John chapter 12, verse four. One of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray Jesus, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. See, he didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. (laughs) Let me tell you what giving does. Giving guards you from greed. It, it, It guards you from being possessed by your possessions. And here's just the question when I was reading it this week that God gave me, I'm gonna gift to you. Do you wanna give like Mary or be greedy like Judas? Do you wanna sacrifice or do you wanna steal? because one of them's happening. Do you wanna give in response to what God has done for you? Or do you wanna keep it all for yourself? Because I'm gonna tell you something, generosity will break greed off of your heart and it will take the possessions that are in your heart and place it right back in your hands where it belongs. I don't know about you, but I wanna be known for my generosity like Mary, not my greed like Judas. See, we, we miss it 
But we don't understand that when we don't give our best as God gave his best, think about this, he didn't give you his leftovers. He gave you his best, his first, his one and only begotten son, so that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Come on, how many of you are thankful for the sacrifice Jesus made? So he says, listen, I'll, I want you to give your best. And when you don't, you're robbing me. Malachi chapter three says, I, the Lord, do not change. How many of you are thankful that we have an unchanging God? The same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Come on, how many of you are thankful for that right now? Yeah. Amen. He says, so that you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you've turned away from my decrees and haven't kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord. But you ask, how are we to return? Watch this. Will a mere mortal rob God? <laughs> Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You're under a curse, your whole nation, because you're robbing me. Watch what he says to do. Bring the whole tithe, that means the first 10, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. What's the storehouse? It's a picture of the local church. You know what you're getting right now? Food, food for your soul, nourishment. Needs are being met so that needs can be met in the community. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That's where needs are met. That's where ministry is happening. So listen, if this goes beyond your understanding, watch what God says. Test me in this. Turn, turn to your neighbor, just say, test me. Come on, test me. This is the only time, hear me, the only time in scripture God ever gives us permission to test him. That's it. He says, you, you don't believe that you're robbing me? Test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. Pay attention, not your bank account, not the floodgates of fame, the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Let me tell you what, what greed does. Greed robs God and greed robs you. What do you mean it robs me? It robs you from the opportunity for God to bless you and bless people through you. You're robbing God. You're not just, he doesn't need your money. You realize that, right? But you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to experience the blessing of God in your life in order to be a blessing to other people. He says, give faithfully to me. And so what did the woman do? It says that she broke. Somebody say broke. Come on, say broke. It says she broke the jar of perfume, poured it on his head. This is what giving does. This is what sacrificial giving does, is it breaks greed off your heart. It breaks scarcity off your heart. It breaks complacency. It, it breaks years and years and years for some of you of fear. It breaks generational lies in your family. It breaks the mindset of poverty. 
And what it does is God breaks that off of your heart so that he can pour out his blessing in your life in order to pour out his blessing through your life. I pray that we would believe the words of Jesus that it is more of a blessing to give than it is to receive. He says, bring it. How much though? <laughs> How much is enough? I mean, is it like just one drop? Just two? How much is, how much is enough? Like, will this do? That do? I mean, how bad do y'all stink in the front row? Like, I mean, how much is enough? Here's the beautiful thing. You get to decide that. How much is enough for you? You know what I love? It says that she did what she could. Let me tell you why. It ain't about equal gifts. It's about equal sacrifice. It ain't about if you can give $100,000. Some of you, that ain't nothing. But God is pleased with your offering when you give him your first and give him your best and you trust him with the rest. He tells them disciples, leave her alone. Why are you judging her worship? And see, so many of us, we think the same thing about each other. We look at each other and we're like, ah, it's extra. It don't take all that. It don't take you lifting your hands the whole service. Pastor, it don't take you jumping up and down in the front row. It don't take all that. Yeah, but you don't know my story. You don't know who I was before Jesus saved my life. So you can call it waste, but it's worship to me. You, you don't understand where I came from and where God has brought me from and how far he's gonna take me. So listen, don't be looking at me. You worry about you. Maybe if we would stop worrying about somebody else's worship, maybe we can actually see what God wants to do in our own life. <laughs> See, you focused on me, you're focused on other people. If we would stop looking at everybody else, maybe we could start looking at God and seeing what he wants to do. Now, what's he gonna give? Remember, we don't give to get. But God does say, test me and see if I won't open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing you can't contain it. So what did she get in return? What's her ROI? I mean, she gave a year's wages. That was enough for her, probably extra for us. And what did Jesus do? Did he give her a, a lifetime supply of perfume? No. Did he give her a bunch of money? No. When she gave, did her house bill get paid the next month? Mm-mm. See, the prosperity of the world will always lead to more greed. That's not what he gave her. So how was her blessing to Jesus? How did it actually return and bless her? She, she didn't get money in return. She got so much more. What did she get? A life that outlived her, a legacy. See, she was long dead and gone, but Jesus says, I'm gonna tell you something. What this woman did for me will be told for eternity. And what she gave in that moment was her best. She gave what she could. And now here we are 2000 years later. And though that woman's dead, she's still preaching right now. You have no idea. Come on, you can clap your hands. Y'all stand to your feet. I'm closing. You have no idea what God wants to do through you. It ain't about the amount. It's about your heart. She gave because of what Jesus 
gave to her. She gave what she had, and God blessed it far beyond what she ever knew was possible. Let me tell you what I don't understand. I don't understand how, you know, I get it about the disciples, right? Like when they saw this happen, they lived on the other side of the cross. Jesus hadn't yet died yet. So for us, we, we look at this and we're like, well, of course she gave because of what Jesus did, but he hadn't done that yet. <laughs> I just heard God ask me, Cody, what's your excuse? You know what God had did for you. You've seen him work in your life. You're gonna sacrifice or are you gonna steal? Which one? You wanna leave a legacy like Mary or a legacy like Judas? That's a question I've just been wrestling with all week. And you know what amazes me? I actually understand why we give. I get it. I get it now, because I know what Jesus did. I have context, so now I have clarity. But let me tell you what's really hard to understand. Not why we would give, but why he would. Because see, he deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. He deserves our love. But you and I didn't. We were enemies to the cross. We turned our back on God. We were dead in our sin, gratifying the fleshly desires in our heart. But yet when God saw you, he loved you, and he gave before you ever gave him anything. Why? Because he loves you. He sees you, he cares about you. So you didn't earn any of it, but he actually gave it to you. That's what doesn't make sense to me. Why God would willingly sacrifice his one and only son for broken, jacked up people like Mary and like you and like me, I'm gonna tell you why, because he loves and that's who he is. See, that don't make, that don't make sense to people. Some of you walked in and that was beyond your understanding. You just thought Jesus came to make you a good person and he came to help you live life better and he came so you make some decisions and maybe feel good about yourself. But listen, he came so that you could have life and life to the full so that you can be back in perfect communion with the Father. It's beyond our understanding why he would do it. And let me tell you what else is interesting. It really blows me away that not only did he die for us, but he wants to use us. Now that, that's beyond our understanding. Why God would use broken people like you and I to reach the world. Maybe, just maybe, God brought you here today to break something in you so that the oil could flow through you to the rest of the world. Maybe that's why we're here. Come on, if you believe that, somebody give God a shout of praise. So God, we're available to you right now. We thank you so much for your sacrifice. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you that you generously gave. Now we generously give. Father, I pray that whatever we give would be our first and it would be our best and that we would trust you with whatever it is. That we would be available to you. We would give you our life. because of your sacrifice for us. It's a privilege to worship you. It's a privilege to serve you. Come on, church, let's worship together. Let's make some noise if you're thankful for what God has done for you. Come on, let's sing this together right now. Let's worship Jesus.
Thank you so much for listening to the message today. If it encouraged you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Send us an email to stories at renovation.church. And if you'd like to partner with us financially and help us continue to reach people all over the world, you can do that by going to our website, renovation.church. Have a blessed day.